Welcome, Eagles, to another episode of Trad Cat Night Radio. I am Eric Kajewski, founder and owner of Trad Cat Night, your one-stop website for all the day's latest church apostasy and end-time news. That's right, folks. Get to tradcatnight.blogspot.com daily. It's updated daily. Trad Cat Night is featured all over the alternative media circuit. I'm doing my best to keep you up to date on all the latest happenings from around the world as we head closer to the fruition of the third secret of Fatima, my good friends, be sure to subscribe and click the notification button right now here on YouTube. Uh, I'm doing my best to get out videos to you on a daily basis. We're still doing the live call-in shows on the weekend, so a lot going on here as it relates to the podcast with Trad Cat Knight. You can find these talks on various platforms, whether it's Veterans Today, Minds.com, PewTube, BitChute, Steam It, DTube, iTunes, Google Play, Player.fm, and of course you can find these talks uh, specifically on SoundCloud.com and the sister site TradCatNight.org. I encourage you all to search TradCatNight across any social media outlet, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, or Google+, and get connected to uh, my information that I'm putting out on the regular. Now today, for this May 9th, 2018 what I wanted to do specifically for this talk is cover how Archbishop Lefebvre urged his priests during his time not to compromise. And obviously, we see the more liberal direction that the Neo Society is taking. They now hold Vatican II as a legitimate Catholic council, if you can believe that. Uh, and if that's not compromise, I don't know what is. Uh, obviously, Archbishop Lefebvre uh, said otherwise. He said Catholics. Uh, cannot accept this as being Catholic. And uh, so what I'd like to do is go through this specific talk that he gave and cover that. But before I do that, what I'd like to do is try to get through some of the news. And again, very difficult to keep up with what's going on uh, in the world. But as many of you know, uh, we basically pulled out of the Iran deal. Super Zionist Trump. Uh, and then on top of this, we also had recent attacks by Israel, uh, and the whole Middle East is basically going up in flames, folks. I don't know what else truly to say. Uh, those who argue that we're not close to war, uh, I don't know what you're seeing. Obviously, there's a lot of banter going back and forth between the various countries, if you will, each taking sides on the Jerusalem question issue if you will uh but on top of what uh, trump had done specifically with pulling out of the iran nuclear deal uh alternative media is reporting middle east is on high alert and iran lawmakers shout death to america as they burn the u.s flag so again we've got more banter going back and forth it's playing out just like albert pike said concerning world war three uh, and sides being formed between the Zionist and quote-unquote phony Christians. And on the other side, we've got the Arab countries and then uh, Russia, essentially. And, of course, we know Russia and China, at least at this point, have a coalition as well. So we've got an Iran Iranian military base in Syria uh, being attacked. This uh, was confirmed uh, on Tuesday. And, again, the banter going back and forth we've got to continue to pray the rosary as our lady said it's not going to get better uh what i also find interesting is, is so many people now are thinking and suggesting that 
everything will kind of mull over there in the Asia area as well. But I just remind everyone what scripture says concerning uh, the false peace of our times. And even um, Our Lady to Blessed Sister Aiello said this in the early 1950s, that a false peace would reign shortly before war. And we're obviously seeing this. So please don't think that because uh, Kim Jong-un is basically backing down now and sides are shaking hands, so to speak. Everything's mulling over. No, it's not. The New World Order plan is still in effect. They still plan on trying to reduce the population by 90%, not only by war, but by various other means, whether it's chemtrails, the great culling coming, these great epidemics that Father Malachi Martin warned about in the third secret of Fatima. Um, there's numerous ways in which they can depopulate the planet uh, very quickly. And so on my timeline today, I've got an article you should all check out from Dr. Maycow, basically indicating that America only has two choices. And again, if you really think that by going to the voting booth and voting for any of these New World Order puppets, whether it's Clinton or Trump or the Obamas, they're all in on, they're all in on it. They control both sides, right or left. So he proposes in this article uh, that our only two choices are Jewish communism and Jewish Zionism. And again, the unfortunate thing is that there are phony baloney Christians who embrace the Zionist heresy. And it doesn't matter really where you're coming from, whether it's denominational Protestantism or even from the Novus Ordo sect, coming from Vatican II. How many people have you run into, true traditionalists, who on the basis of you pointing out various things the church taught before Vatican II, such as 1 Thessalonians 2, 14 through 16, that the Jews are accursed up until the very end, and they call down the, uh, upon the wrath of God upon their heads, you are labeled as some type of anti-Semite. Yes, this is the hour in which we live. You now have bishops calling you an anti-Semite simply by reiterating New Testament scripture. If you want to be a part of that gang, a part of the cult of man, the Vatican II cult of man, go for it. You're not going to save your soul in that cult, folks. Um, what I also did on my timeline today was point out, I'm, I'm sure many of you have seen this whole Met Gala thing and the absolute pomposity and just absolute sickening pictures that we're seeing coming out of this uh, essentially satanic event as a call for an uprising points out. He's got a video that I put within this blog today, satanic rituals that occurred inside the 2018 Met Gala. I also posted... A video that I did last year concerning Our Lady of Heed talking about this generation deserves to be annihilated. But the specific implication that I wanted to get across as people are seeing enemies of the church like Dolan and the rest of the, the phony baloney Novus Ordites who are just simply playing pretend, pretend Catholics, that St. Nicholas von Flew said that the church would be punished, uh, punished excuse me, because the majority of her members, high and low, will become so perverted. The church will sink deeper and deeper until she will at last seem to be extinguished at the succession of Peter and the other apostles to have expired. But then after this, she will be victoriously exalted in the sight of all doubters. Again, I use this as a thesis to suggest to you, quite adamantly, that the arrival of the Antichrist is very close. We're about to go underground. The great persecution is about to take place. But then... As Planet X passes, as this binary system passes, and God wipes out the Antichrist, his minions, and three-fourths of the world over the course of those three days during the three days of darkness, that's when we basically get that 
reset button, the Nintendo reset button, and then everything can kind of start all over again. Then we can re-evangelize in the proper sense, not in the Vatican II sense. Uh, but I encourage you all, we don't have time for this talk. I want to try to limit this talk to about 45 minutes. Uh, but obviously you're seeing the pictures now coming out and just the absolute mockery of the Catholic faith and Rihanna wearing bishop's mitres. And it's just, it's just absolutely sickening. And Our Lady of La Salette warned as well concerning the Novus Ordo priest calling down vengeance upon God. And so in another blog, I just gave some recent examples of priests dancing scandalously with, with, with women in tight miniskirts on the altar. Various other uh, videos that you can find in that blog from today. And Our Lady of La Salette was clear. She said, priests, my son's ministers, priests by their evil lives, by their irreverences and their impiety, celebrating the holy mysteries, love of money, love of honor, pleasures. Priests have become sewers of impurity. Yes, priests call forth vengeance, and vengeance is suspended over their heads. Right now, the threat of justice, we're, we're barely hanging on right now. We're barely hanging on. It, it makes me, when I sit back and meditate upon it, truly think that this summer could be when that thread is snapped. And then the economic collapse happens, the societal collapse happens, war basically breaks out. We're going to get hit one after another, after as Marie-Julie Jehenny said. Our Lady Lassala continues, Woe to priests and to persons consecrated to God, who by their infidelities and their evil lives are crucifying my son anew. The sins of persons consecrated to God cry to heaven and call for vengeance. And now here's vengeance at their very doors. For no longer is anyone found to beg mercy and pardon for the people. There are no more generous souls, basically victim souls. There are uh, now no one worthy of offering the spotless victim to the eternal on the, words, on the world's behalf. This describes the Novus Ordo priesthood. Avoid these people. Do not want to stand before God siding with these individuals who are, objectively speaking, are destroying the church. They are, as Our Lady of La Salette says, sewers of impurity. We're talking about priests, both by way of deed and doctrine. Birth pangs news. Five shallow earthquakes felt in California over an 18-hour span, including a pair of 4.5 uh, moderate quakes, if you will. And I encourage you all to get to usgs.com. Uh, They've got a latest quake uh, report that I use on a daily basis. And I've been telling people now for years, I mean, listen, Los Angeles, San Francisco area, San Diego, it's, it's, it's a death sentence. It's a done deal. It's just, it's just a matter of time. Actually, anywhere really on that West Coast due to uh, not only just the, the coastlines and flooding and the quakes, but then you also have to take into consideration Yellowstone, which seemingly is about to pop off as well. Scientists are very, very concerned about Yellowstone and the activity that they're seeing uh, even over the past month or so. We'll continue to keep our eyes on birth pangs, but the swarms are picking up. May has been off the charts uh, in the first nine days in terms of these swarms happening all over the globe. I encourage you all to get to Dutch Sense, uh, Dutch Sense's uh, website, or excuse me, YouTube channel. I think he has a website as well, actually. 
You get the Suspicious Observers as well. Terrell Blackstar. I'll actually have him on this weekend with with uh, Steve Olson from WSO. And we'll talk more Earth cha changes in this binary system approaching us. There was also, by the way, uh, signs in the sun news, if you will. There was a new sun diving comet picked up. Uh, videos of that are being... Uh, pumped out all over the alternative media. I posted the video from Dabu7 this morning. Make sure you get to the website, tradcatnight.blogspot.com. Um, we have also Marco Tosati uh, indicating from his perspective that since Bergoglio has quote-unquote been reigning, again, he's not the true Pope. He doesn't have jurisdiction over the Pope, uh, over the Church, but uh, this apparent respected individuals now saying we since Francis has taken over so to speak that it's been more like the absence of a pope as opposed to actually having a true pope what about Bishop Thomas Thomas Tobin excuse me of Providence Diocese right here in the USA posting on Twitter uh, his own view on Protestant communion he says, I'd much rather give Holy Communion to a sincere, baptized, non-Catholic spouse who shares our belief in the Eucharist than to an alleged Catholic politician who publicly and consistently promotes abortion. Problem with that is, the church says you can't do that. So outside his, of his heretical Vatican II doctrine, you can throw that one, that check mark, along the left-hand side as to why to avoid this particular bishop What about our talk from yesterday? I hope you all enjoyed it. Francis's fiendish attacks further upon the faith. I'm hoping to get more information out later today. I got about 15 blogs out uh, today. I'm working on a new poem, uh, so you do know. Uh, going through the Twitter feed, I managed to get through some news uh, today. Apparently, Russia is uh, increasingly moving away. Uh, from the dollar, they know that this collapse is about to happen as well. So Russia and China continue to stay away from the, the petrodollar. Uh, I encourage you all, uh, as I have with my own family, uh, if you can, get into gold and silver a little bit, precious metals. Everything's going to be more localized in your own community, bartering system. Obviously, as Christians, they don't want us to be a part formally of the system, which is about to be placed within the world that the Vatican is so promoting, this new economic international system. Mark of the Beast is coming, folks. The Satanists, the Masons, the Marxists, they're all embedded inside the church. And they're in the upper echelons. They now are the authorities. So please do not fall for this phony baloney argument. We have the authority you must listen to us. No, that's not how it works. That's not what the Catholic Church teaches. If anyone deviates from tradition or from what the church infallibly teaches, you are told to put up the old hand and say, no, thank you. You're a heretic. We're moving along. Avoid, we avoid you. Just like the Aryan crisis laid down for us as a foundation for us traditionalists, this is what, this is what we must do in our times. Now, as I mentioned, 
what I wanted to do primarily for this talk uh, today was talk about how Archbishop Lefebvre urged the priests at his own time not to compromise. He said, priests no longer know what to do. Either they obey blindly what their superiors impose upon them and lose to some degree the faith of their childhood and youth, renouncing the promises they made when they took the anti-modernist oath at the moment of their ordination, or else they resist, but with impression that they are separating themselves from the Pope, who is our Father and the Vicar of Christ. In either case, what an agony. Many priests, since the onslaught of Vatican II reforms, have died of sorrow before their time. Think about that. When I was reading this this morning, I mean, it really, it truly hit me. I mean, think about how many priests, older priests specifically, have died seeing these changes, knowing that they couldn't take part of it, and, and just basically saw our Lord being torn in two, if you will. Tearing the church apart. Who is doing it? Is it us? We're trying to hang on to tradition? No. It's the modernists. It's these wolves. It's these masons. It's these Marxists. It's just the outright Luciferians. We've now taken over the church. We've been forewarned. It's in scripture. It's in tradition. It's in approved various Marian apparitions, prophecy, revelations. We have been warned over and over and over again. There's a reason why the modernist oath is no longer taken in the Vatican II conciliar church for obvious reasons. Because they're modernists. <laughs> because they want to evolve with the times. They want to progress things. And it's not going to get any better with the with the quote-unquote reign of Francis, anti-Pope Francis, and what's coming after him. Archbishop Lefebvre says, this is why we have to keep coming back to the principles which determine our attitude towards the authorities in place. And I realize that's a very serious attitude indeed for a bishop to oppose the highest authorities in the church for him to be... Uh, suspended is something extremely serious, something extremely painful. How could we endure such a thing if it were not for extremely serious reasons? The situation we find ourselves in today, and keep, keep in mind this was uh, several decades ago, invites us to reflect very seriously on the true notion of the virtue of obedience. Again, there's a difference between false and true obedience, which depends as much on the authority commanding as on the thing commanded. It is not enough that the authority be legitimate, right? For obedience to be justified. The object of the command also has to be in conformity with an eternal good, with God, sacred tradition. All authority here below comes from God and can only lead to God. No one here below can force us in the name of obedience to perform actions which are going to turn us away from God. The Novus Ordo in general is a man-centered religion. It does not end in God. It does not end in truth. Therefore, how can the authorities impose these man-centered principles, which are obviously leading us into the one-world religion? How can they impose that on us and say, you must do? No, no, no. This is not what the church teaches. We are told to resist. And as a part of proper resistance, that means avoid. That means to separate yourself from the contagion. It's not us who are in schism. It's those following Vatican II. They are in a material schism. He goes on to say, all of the authorities of the church are first and foremost at the service of the faith. Peter, strengthen thy brethren in the faith, Luke twenty-two thirty-two says. The tragedy which we are living through is that the authorities of the church taken as a whole no longer understand that primacy and no longer truly teach the faith 
uh, the way their predecessors taught it. Right? There's a redefinition of what it is to be Catholic these days. And again, as I mentioned a week ago, the new Catholic is not Catholic at all. There is no such thing as a Novus Ordo Catholic, objectively speaking. It doesn't matter that they were baptized members of the church. You have left the faith by way of you following heresy. To know whether or not we are in the Catholic Church, we have to see whether we have the Catholic faith, Archbishop Lefebvre says. If we do, then there is no doubt that we are in the Catholic Church. I'll stop right there and give another uh, promo shout-out to Hugh Aikens. I'm reading from his League of Christ the King, OCR, uh, the latest Catholic Action Quarterly of the Counter-Revolutionary counter-revolutionary resistance and restoration this is the spring 2018 edition uh, you can get to his website www.ca-rc.com and again so you can not only see how to order this particular uh, quarterly but then also check out what he has on his website to uh, further buy his books and pamphlets and whatever else uh, he was given out these days so I encourage you all uh, to do that. Now getting back to Archbishop Lefebvre, he says, you are going to tell me that there is a question of the unity of government? Yes, that is true, but the unity of government is at the service of the unity of the faith. So if unity of government no longer truly appears to be at the service of the faith, we have to prefer the faith over government because the faith gives us eternal life. It is simple. It is clear. We cannot diminish or modify our faith as Vatican II and the Vatican II popes have done. He says, go back and read for yourselves St. Francis de uh, Sales, St. Bellarmine, St. Peter Canisius, and Boisset. And you will be surprised to find that they had to struggle against the same errors. But this time, the extraordinary tragedy is that these disfigurements, if you will, of tradition are coming from Rome itself and our brother bishops. So the enemies of the church stayed inside the church rather than leaving the church. And then they basically redefined what it is to be Catholic. They interjected these man-centered principles, and then they basically said, you must obey. That's not how the church works. (laughs) So Rome is essentially Protestant these days, and real Catholics are staying out of the mainstream uh, buildings. Now, again, you know, I've always argued that Benedict XVI is the true Pope. He's been teaching material heresy. There's some suggestion, slight suggestion, that maybe he's starting to turn away from Vatican II, and I hope he does repent of it. Uh, but the bottom line is, is yes, we cannot use Benedict XVI and his theology as some type of measure as the false traditionalists do. People like 1 Peter 5 or these other false uh, trad websites. Uh, but the bottom line is is that with his fleeing, if you will, uh, apostolic succession will take uh, place through him. We have to remember, Rome is about to turn apostate. It means there's, they're going to implant the one world religion self-realization program there that I've been warning about for years that virtually no other traditionalist I've heard has been talking about this. So if you think the Novus Ordo sac, quote-unquote sacraments are bad, which are doubtful, uh, another reason to avoid them, uh, just wait to these this invalid and illicit program of uh, the apostate church of darkness takes place, and again, one of which is going to be the counterfeit baptism, the mark of the beast that we have all certainly heard of from the apocalypse, Sister Lucia said concerning the, the actual words of Our Lady and the real third secret of Fatima, she says it's in the apocalypse. We're living out the apocalypse right now. We're not going into the apocalypse. We're living the apocalypse right now. 
And getting back to what Archbishop Lefebvre continues to say, he says, So if we want to preserve our faith, we are forced to admit that something abnormal is happening in the Roman administration. You could say that again. We certainly have to continue to believe in the infallibility of the church and the successor of Peter, but we also have to admit the tragic situation of our Catholic faith because of the mindset and the documents which are coming to us from the men of the church, the authorities. Satan is reigning by equivocation and incoherence, which are exactly his weapons and which lead astray men of little faith. Let no one say we are rebels or even prideful because it is not we who judge Peter himself. We do not condemn him as such. It is eternal Rome, right? And tradition which condemns temporal Rome, modernist Rome, Vatican II Rome. We prefer to obey the eternal. We consider in all conscience that all of the legislation promulgated since the council is doubtful in the least. As I mentioned, that's the position of hardline traditionalists, that the sacraments, Novus Ordo sacraments are doubtful. And therefore, we appeal to Canon 23, which treats of this kind of situation and asks that we should hold on to the previous law. My dear friends, rest assured that you are in the faith. Do not say we are with Archbishop Lefebvre. This has no importance whatsoever. I am nothing at all. You are with the church because in our seminaries, you only hear the doctrine of the church. If you want to be sure, you have the libraries at your disposal. You can look in the uh, to the fathers of the church and the dictionaries of theology and all the history of the church. And again, I argued this last week. I mean, the people in the Novus Order, they're just as bad as denominational Protestants. They're just as ignorant of church history, some of them, as denominational Protestants are. Then you'll have some who will just take, uh, like what the modernists do, and they'll take some quote of, uh, you know, Bellarmine or some early church father and then completely twist it and distort it uh, based upon the agendas that they have in place. So it's a misinterpretation of well, which ties in with what Pope St. Pius X said on these modernists, that that was one of the tactics that they used, misinterpretation of Scripture. Protestantism. Archbishop Lefebvre says, you yourself can see for yourself that what you are truly being taught is in conformity with that which was always taught for 20 centuries in the church. You can see for yourselves. It's not difficult. We guarantee that we are doing everything we can to give you the doctrine that was taught by the church for 20 centuries. Now, in the original SSPX, uh, he goes on to say, uh, we deem this to be a place that you can find the faith, essentially. Uh, so do not have any fear concerning the, the, the future, he goes on to say. And thanks uh, be to God uh, for the situation and the crisis. Uh, he goes on to say, You can never thank him enough for the grace which he has given to you and choosing for you to be beacons of the faith in the world. We ask St. Peter and St. Paul to maintain us in this faith. Oh yes, we have faith in Peter. We have faith in the successor of St. Peter. But as Pius IX says, so well in his dogmatic constitution the pope has received the holy spirit not to make new truths but to maintain us in the faith all time this is obviously not being done since vatican ii that is why we are convinced that in maintaining the uh, tradition we are proving our love our docility and our obedience to the successor of peter blind obedience is not catholic folks he says no, nobody is exempt from responsibility for having obeyed man rather than God if he accepts orders from a higher authority. Even the Pope, 
when these are contrary to the will of God, as it is known with certainty from tradition, it is true that such a thing could never happen when the Pope engages in an infallibility, but he only does so in a limited number of cases. It is an error to think that every word uttered by the Pope is infallible. Again, the Pope is not a demigod. And this is what Father Kramer's book is going to point out concerning heretic Pope. It's not possible for a true Pope to be a formal or manifest heretic. And when you have someone like Francis up there, and there's a strong case to be made that he is a formal manifest heretic. And that means that's one of the arguments for why he would not be a true pope. It's a necessary resistance, folks. We cannot be priests only halfway, he says. We cannot have a hesitant, stumbling vocation. To lead this combat, to lead this crusade, we need men with profound convictions. Men who have faith. Men who have charity. We need men who are ready to give everything in order to help bring about the kingdom and the victory for our Lord Jesus Christ. You are living in a time when you have to be a hero or nothing at all. Wow. Meditate upon that today. You must be here. And again, the saints of our time are boldly standing out like sore thumbs and pointing the finger at the heretical bishops and saying, no, you need to get your act together. We will be vindicted in the end. Again, this is why God has to punish the world, as St. Nicholas von Flew has said. Most of these bishops today, and I've said this very adamantly, and the people that God wants to basically sweep, sweep out of the way so that he can get his restoration program uh, in place on the other side of this great storm passing, he's just going to move them. He's just going to get rid of them. They don't have much time to live, sadly, from my perspective. There's not a whole lot that has to happen before the arrival of the Antichrist, before the tribulation, ultimately before the climactic event of the the climactic event of the tribulation with the three days of darkness. For those of you living in your thirties and forties, I say quite animately, you're easily going to see it. Will happen over the next decade or so. Give or take. He says you have the choice either to abandon the faith, as the conciliar priests have done. Or to fight like heroes. You are therefore going to need the virtues of those heroes. You cannot compromise with Rome. Or you're going to have to be struck down in the first engagement. You are not going to be able to resist the repeated attacks of the devil. You can see how the devil tries every possible means to divide us, corrupt us, diminish our ranks even within the society. And again, that's what's happened. People, people, and again, I don't claim to be anything. I just claim to be Catholic, but I'm cer certainly supportive of those in the resistance and those priests who clearly maintain and keep what Archbishop Lefebvre has said. And the Neo Society does not now. They basically went the 1 Peter 5 remnant route. And this is why I had been so hard on people like John Venary, uh, you know, who, by the way, there's still other traditionals tacking me saying, oh, you know, you said this about John. I'm not going to come on your show this way. I don't give two blippity blip i don't give a rat's rear end it was john venary who from the get-go from the beginning of my apostle even before defeat modernism had always been rather rash with me and i'll just spend a few minutes here if i could explaining uh explaining that i remember posting one of his vi videos very early on and he contacted me privately saying and this is just me before defeat modernism even before, long before uh, Trad Cat Night, and just trying to get out some information to the people who were following me on my page. And I used a short video that he had done 
pointing out, I think it was the charismatic movement at Steubenville because I graduated from, you know, and he came to me and said, you know, you can't, you can't use that. You know, basically it's mine, it's copyrighted. And that was the first red flag for me. Like, does this guy not like me? I mean, he didn't know who I was, at least at that point. And then, you know, as time grew on, I started doing these events for Defeat Modernism. And they were rosary crusades for the society, a rosary crusade for this, you know, against abortion, this or that. And he was always one of the first people not to sign up repeatedly for about a year. So I was like, okay, this guy really don't like me. And then, you know, as it grew and time went on, I began to see how he was just caught up in the whole pseudo-trad ecumenical movement. I started calling him out on some of the groups that he posted. I started using Archbishop Lefebvre and Father Has Quotes. He kept removing them. I pulled them aside and really gave him an earful. He told me, you know, basically have a nice life. That was his response to me. So I stand behind everything that I've said concerning John Venary. And again, I know a lot of you like him. You know, Father Gruner obviously worked with him. Uh, I don't know, some of these other traditionalists who have, you know, a certain opinion of him. That's my, you know, that's what happened. That was the reality of the situation uh, with Mr. Venary. And I still hold to that. He very much went in the wrong direction of the remnant, the one Peter five type crowd. And... I don't take anything back uh, as it relates to uh, that situation. But getting back on point in terms of a necessary uh, resistance, and the reason why I brought, I brought that up is because that's what Archbishop Lefebvre was m mentioning. There's just there's just division everywhere. I mean, there's no two traditionalists that think alike. Everything's kind of just torn apart. It's really a, an ultimate sign that we truly are at the end of the thread, too, as well, that just people can't agree on anything anymore. And that's, this is exactly what the New World Order wants. Um, he says, I beseech you to remain attached to the see of Peter, to the Roman Church, mother and mistresses of all churches in the integral Catholic faith, expressed in the various creeds of our Catholic faith, in the Catechism of the Council of Trent, in conformity with what you were taught in your traditional seminary. Remain faithful in handing down this faith, so that the kingdom of our Lord might come. Moreover, you are the priests of the society, in the society and for the society. Be faithful to that society which has truly been blessed by God. Again, this is some decades, you know, long before Filet, unfortunately, took over. Um, now, God has blessed all of these seminaries, or everything that has essentially been touched uh, by the society at that point. Um, he says, Do not stray from that path, that which was laid down, if you wish to continue the good fight to which God is calling you. That good fight is going to sanctify you because it is the combat of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, that combat which he has won his victory. You're going to continue that combat for yourselves, first of all, for your personal sanctification and also to sanctify others. There is a rule of life, the cross placed before our eyes at Mass, which only continues the sacrifice of Calvary. We want to be missionaries, and we wish that everyone might follow the Catholic Church, that everyone might return to the Catholic Church, that the bishops themselves might one day uh, say, Ah, we are forced to admit, admit that the Catholic Church is found today in the communities which hold fast to tradition. Now, I, I will say this. The, the reason why it's a little bit dangerous now at this point is because you got people like Francis who obviously are saying that the society is not heretical, and he's using his whole false mercy routine to try to graft the society now into the conciliar church because they know, the enemies of the church know just how close we are 
to the next step in the revolution with the self-realization program coming with the mark of the beast program coming and they're, they're basically making last ditch efforts to try to make an agreement with the society graft them in try to get the, the the openly known enemies of the church these modernists the vatican tours to, to think that they're okay and in a sense they are okay we are okay already but you know i've always argued this if i sat down with francis and after having uh, a theological discussion with him and showing where, you know where his heresies are and showing where it's in you know from tradition and him after that saying that i am catholic that would be concerning if, if i were to get a catholic label from a modernist that should be very concerning you see what I'm saying? So we have to be very careful. This is a tactic uh, of the enemy that uh, the Neo Society obviously hasn't learned yet because they keep getting sucked in. They've watered down uh, their position uh, on the council, uh, etc. So we're getting back to what Archbishop Lefebvre has said. We want to be missionaries and we wish that everyone might follow the Catholic Church. Uh, excuse me, I, I said that already. He goes on to say... Uh, if only there were fewer weak and compromising priests, more holy priests throughout the world, the world would not be the state that it is in today, filled with hatred, struggles, wars, massacres, concentration camps. What sadness to think that 2,000 years after the coming of our Lord here below, men are still tearing each other apart, hating one another, creating divisions, killing one another, now killing millions of children. There have to be more priests, more holy priests teaching the Ten Commandments. And so, my dear friends, be, uh, be faithful, he says. We need you. Our Lord wants you to go and show the examples of holiness to go and preach the gospel, not the Vatican II gospel, the true gospel. You have to give faith to souls and all the other supernatural virtues. Souls are suffering. They are dying of thunger, uh, hunger and thirst. Therefore, we are counting on you, Archbishop Lefebvre says. Throughout your ministry, you are going to be continuing what the church has always done in every domain, in the liturgy, in the theology, in philosophy, in spirituality, in the direction of souls, and in the apostolate. People are going to see and recognize that you are priests, not of the conciliar church by means of normalization and regularization, but of the Holy Roman Catholic Church of all time. That is going to be your strength, and it is going to confirm the validity of our position. We are strong by the word of our Lord Jesus Christ himself. I am with you all of the days, even until the consummation of the world. Strong in our union with all of the elect of heaven and of all the Catholics of earth, uh, on the earth who wish to keep their faith, uh, we are certain of victory against those who wish us ill. I am speaking of the victory of our Lord against Satan, a victory which he earned with his cross. But also the victory, uh, I'm adding this now, the victory that Our Lady said at Fatima. Her heel is going to crush the head of the serpent. Through her intercession, we're going to make it through the tribulation. We are going to, as eagles, arrive on the other side of this great storm. Holier, more sanctified. This is what crosses do. They give us opportunities to grow in holiness. He goes on to say, we must not give way to discouragement, nor despair, nor slacken the combat we are waging as we contribute according to our means, but all our strength to reestablishing the reign of our Lord Jesus Christ over our hearts, souls, families, and nations. And thus will Christian civilization be restored. 
because Jesus himself has given us the assurance that the gates of hell will not prevail. Let us then be true sons of the Holy Catholic Church. Let us fear nothing, neither persecutions nor disdain, nor all the words that may be uttered against us for being worthy sons of the true church. Let us not be afraid. God is with us. Our Lord Jesus Christ is with us, and so is the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let us ask the Blessed Virgin Mary for help that she might bring us to honor her divine Son as she wishes, that she might make us stronger under persecution in the face of all of our trials and tribulations and temptations of which are everywhere. There, you know, these, these trials are coming from those who are claiming to be Catholic in our own diocese, if you will. And again, that is our position, folks. So it's quite different than Protestants who obviously reject what the Catholic Church teaches, right, and put themselves outside of tradition. We simply reiterate what the Church has always taught for century after century after century, and it's now being labeled as heresy. And then you even have the more ridiculous attempted argument by these modernists by suggesting there's some type of continuity between Vatican I teaching and Vatican II teaching. No, Vatican II teaching, as Paul VI said, equates to the cult of man. The cult of man equates to Freemasonry. Freemasonry is a Luciferian sect, which is helping to usher in, literally, the false prophet and antichrist in the world. Vatican II is literally a bridge into the New Age, folks, into the New World Order, as the Vatican II popes so stood behind. They supported the New World Order. Yes, John Paul II the Great, too. John Paul II, who's caught many times giving the 666 hand sign, the cult of man hand sign. It's all fun and games in the Novus Ordo, folks. Only the true faith can save your soul. If you're not going to stand up in this hour and keep the faith and be vocal and say, no, we're not going along. If you just want to go along to get along, good luck to you on the other side of, of this life. You think you're going to appease a God who is just just about to unleash all hell upon this earth in the sense that he's going to allow all these evils to happen. To show to the world, don't tamper with truth, don't tamper with my faith. I am the true God. This is the true faith, and when you tamper with it, we are already seeing, we're, we're living out the spiritual chastisement. In the sense that we, we've got bishops right now who are just completely gone. They're just clueless. I mean, many of them are just wolves in sheep's clothing in the sense that they are just Masons or Marxists or Socialists who have infiltrated. But then some of the other ones are just completely clueless, as Father has indicated. And he knew quite a bit of cardinals, over 50 cardinals. He knew a lot of bishops. He called them useful idiots. Many of them didn't even know Latin. They signed off on the Vatican II documents. They didn't even know what they are signing off on. So all this talk about how great the... <laughs> the church fathers of Vatican II were. No, the reality is they were useful idiots who didn't even know the basics of Catholic teaching. If they did, they would have rejected what was implemented by the heretical American bishops when they brought over the American heresy into the council. But they did not. And this is the conundrum that we're in. Now we've got the useful idiots, the blind leading the blind, people who don't know the difference between what 
the true Catholic faith teaches and what the Novus Ordo religion is teaching are just simply following along in false obedience. They don't really, they don't really care what's coming from Rome these days. They're just going to go to church on Sunday. They'll sweep everything under the rug. And this is why I mentioned, I mentioned this again, I believe it was yesterday or last week. That's why God is going to allow the great persecution. He's going to say, okay, you want to play that game? I'm going to shut down your churches. I'm going to close them down. I'm, I'm going to take away your priests. It'll be a massive massacre coming. Sacraments will be hard to get to. And when God is speaking in his anger to Maria Julie, it gets to such a point where he says, you're just going to have to tell me your sins privately. I mean, it almost sounds Protestant-ish, doesn't it? Because they're going to be, it's going to be very difficult to get to true sacraments. That's how bad it's going to get as a punishment. Will we learn our lesson? Tampering with the truth, tampering with the faith. Most people not caring. Just concerned about what they want to eat for this day. Just concerned with just getting through this day. They're, they're not really interested in pleasing Jesus. This co completely atypifies the Novus Ordo. We live in a spineless, spineless world where people don't want to stand up for Jesus. They don't want to be vocal. They don't want to be confrontational. They want to be nice. They have an improper understanding of what true charity is. Jesus was just as charitable flipping over tables with the known enemies of his faith in the temple than when he was giving the Sermon on the Mount. And unfortunately right now, real Catholics right now, are pretty ticked off in proper charity. There is a certain ire there that we have to have because we have to constantly defend against heresy. So don't go pointing your finger, Novus Ordo, at those who are truly trying to stand up for Jesus and the true faith. When you're not keeping it, you don't understand the difference between point A and point B. You're running around calling real Catholics all kinds of names. Not going to be pretty at your judgment, I can assure you. Folks, let's continue to keep the church in general in prayer. Pray for Pope Benedict XVI, for prelates priests for more holy priests as archbishop lefebvre says let's continue to keep souls in purgatory in prayer let's continue to keep poor sinners like you and i in prayer i ask you all to continue to keep me in charity uh as it relates to this apostle pray for my health so you know as my health goes the more information i can get out the more shows i can do the more ar articles i can write and i just wanted to uh, thank you all for continuing to spread word of Tradcat Night to your friends, family members, church members. Pay no attention to my enemies and my haters and my detractors who are making up A, B, C, and D, trying to get you away from this apostolate because that's what they have to do. They don't want to debate me theologically. They want to avoid me. They don't want to come on my show. They just want to call me crazy or whatever else they want to say. It's a true tactic of the communist, by the way. True tactic of a liberal. Thank you all for tuning in to Tradcat Night Radio today. Again, check out tradcatnight.blogspot.com daily. It's updated daily. Folks, listen, there's still many of you who have been following this apostle for quite some time, whether it's been three months, six months, maybe even a year, and you haven't gotten in the financial fight yet with Tradcat Night. I encourage you to do so. Every other website uh, does so. This is what I do 24-7 for Jesus. This is a Monday. This job never ends. There, there is no days off, essentially. So, please, this is an information war. Click that PayPal button. Get behind this apostolate. 
Um, I'm going to have, at least I'm planning to have, a special guest on uh, tomorrow. So check in for that. Again, we've got the live call-in show uh, this weekend. Earth Changes, Planet X talk, May 12th. And then I've got Patrick Wood, uh, Dr. Duke Pesta coming on on the 13th. So we've got a great weekend of shows. I'm going to start piecing that together tonight and getting ready for uh, for that. So, um, as I mentioned, as I've been mentioning, let's keep our wings spread in faith and hope. Let's keep our eyes wide in charity. It's through these winds of adversity that's going to help us elevate above this storm. That's what the cross does. So for those who are not understanding what's going on in the church, I encourage you all to get to my YouTube channel. Search the Vatican II section. Search the Father Hess section. Search the Father Kramer section. Listen to my radio talks where I, where I talk about various elements of this apostasy. And you're going to have to put the time in. This, this isn't a, you know, I'll put in, you know, 20, 30 minutes a day and think I'm going to have this thing figured out in a couple months. You're not. Things might get a little less cloudy for you, but you're, you're not going to be able to arrive at the conclusion or the position of someone such as myself, or Archbishop Lefebvre, or Father Hess, or Father Kramer. you got to put in the time. It's all time-related. And so until next time, my good friends, stay safe. God bless. Ave Maria.